A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will give you a 10% discount on your legal fees at Levi Solicitors. .co.uk forward slash the square ball. Michael, do some things about uh, Will's probate and conveyancing. It's Will, Will's probate and conveyancing. So, embellish a bit quickly. Uh, Will's are when you die. Probate's also that. <laughs> but a bit different. Execution of a will. Before and after. Um, and conveyancing's when you buy an house. Yeah. So and do all those things via um, Levi's Listers. 10% discount. Commercial services for you and your, you and your business. Yeah, all those two. Thank you very much. Um, it's absolutely seamless as always. Well, that was jolly nice, wasn't it? How long has it been since that's happened where we've just turned up, dominated a game pretty much from start to finish, barring the first few minutes for a bit uh, backs to the wall, but you know, well, what do you expect? A Millwall win, Neil Warnock, wasn't it? That's what the commentator said. Yeah. So, uh, a so while. 3-0 victory, and we just, we looked comfortable for the vast majority of it. It just felt like a golfing class. I don't know about you, to me, we said a lot going, going forwards, um, defended well, passed it pretty well. I mean... Things it feels like so long since we've been able to say these things about Leeds. It's, it's almost like a shock, isn't it? They had a couple of spells, didn't they? Where mainly start of the first half, start of the second half, where it looked like they came out with the intent to attack and get in our faces a bit. But I, I don't recall it actually leading to very much. It's two clean sheets in a row, isn't it? <laughs> it is as well. Jesus. Yeah. When did I mean everyone's talking about last time we scored first because we haven't scored first mm-hmm. for uh, a donkey's age. We haven't won at Millwall since the donkey was in charge, and now. Um, we've kept two clean sheets in a row, which I don't think has happened. I mean, I don't. I could probably find out if anyone's that interested. Mm-hmm. Are that some, interested? We scored second and third as well. Yeah, do you want to know when we last had two clean sheets in a row? Do you want me to be bothered? Was it, was it at the end of Bielsa's first I'd have Premier to look, League season? So oh, sorry, I thought you knew. How interested are you in me? Oh, no. No, 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 not too interested. We'll just leave. We'll just assume it's been forever. Um, <laughs> to the new fans among us, we sometimes do this, don't we? We like win a game comfortably and, and enjoy ourselves I've, I've actually genuinely just enjoyed myself pretty much from start to finish felt qu- quite comfortable today the whole thing yeah I didn't enjoy the opening sort of seven minutes when we didn't have it in their half at all yeah but you know once you realise they were basically not very good it became more comfortable didn't it because I think in the Premier League a team has the ball in your half for seven minutes to probably score eventually yeah. whereas they just looked pretty useless and we looked amazing when we actually got the ball so <laughs> so happy <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Really. Just seemed like, yeah, I mean, our attackers are, are all really good, aren't they? I think that was the, the difference today, that when they got the ball forward, it generally ended up with that. It was the fellow who kept just twatting it over the bar. I didn't make a... Oh, Longman, it was. Longman just kept getting it on the edge of the box and putting it up a tier somewhere, whereas we got it and were able to make some nice passes and score some goals and 
a victory in London as well, as has been pointed out um, mm-hmm. by your Boa's arse in the YouTube comments. We're live on YouTube for TSP Plus members, by the way. Hello to you lot. Um, nice to have you along if you're listening afterwards. Priority access to uh, to the match ball when we're going obviously going to win loads of games this year, aren't we? So um, they're going to be enjoyable this year. Um, yeah, I've had a nice day. Like you, it was funny. Like tell tell them what you said before the game, Michael, to me about what you thought. You, you had a bad. It was like bad vibes. Then you about well, you, you said we were going to win, and I said one 0 defeat, set piece. No, which is how it felt. Not having it. Well, I, I was optimistic against Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't I? Mm. And that was stupid. So I thought I'd go back to um, back to where I'm comfortable. It's inconsequential as well because they just won. So, yeah. So that's nice. Oh, it made no but, difference. But yeah, I, I, I said to you, I think, I mean, you're you're now doubting this or disputing it, but I did say to you three or four nil today, and you just weren't having it. Laying, <laughs> I'm not laying. That's what happened. It was three 0 Could have been more. Um, should we talk about the pass of the match? Dan James assist for Piro. <laughs> he got two goal. assists. Yeah, he got two assists, both of which. Well, I was thinking about the the close range one, mm. which was uh, a spectacular moment in uh, one from the training ground. Yeah, it's, but, it was I mean, great. We were queuing up in the box though, weren't we? That's the thing. When you've got people streaming forward, he messed it up a little bit, but it didn't matter. Although it was nice of him to get Piro's confidence going. Get him some early goals for his new team and all that. He doesn't look like he needs his confidence going. Maybe he thought it was Bamford was coming in behind him. He's like, I'll oh, let him tap this in. Whereas Poise of a Dutchman. Yeah, Perot's first finish, beautiful. Second finish, just sniffing it in. When did a, when did we last have a... I know he's a number seven and he's playing at number 10, but a number nine scoring twice. There's another thing that happened. Do you want me to find... No? Shall I have a look up? <laughs> That's why we need, no. Johnny, we need Johnny Cooper for this. Yeah, he's probably... Rodrigo must have done it last probably year. Knows. Yeah, maybe. So probably that. But, you know, it, it, I think the thing is with last season, all the good bits kind of happened before Christmas, didn't they? And then we came back from the World Cup and it was just misery and drudgery. So, Whereas yeah, with, with the, I mean, the thing about maybe both of those goals and Rutgers as well to a, an extent was um, you didn't really think they were going to be missed. Mm. You do worry in pretty much every, because Perot's first, he finished it on his right foot, didn't he? So if Bamford's in there, and this just sounds like we're having a go at Bamford now, but um, he's taking that on his left and probably trying to shoot across the goalkeeper, whereas because Peru, Peru is two-footed, um, according to all his YouTube highlights, just do that open up his body mm. and, and finish. And um, yeah, I guess because we've been watching Bamford for too long and not reaching the heights that he did in his first Premier League season, the confident we've not got the same boring familiarity with Peru where you're like, oh God, here we go. Well, you got to just, do is keep, score. just keep scoring and doing that. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. First time uh, we won in by three goals in the league since Chelsea last year, right at the start of last season. Thank you yeah. to Robert for that for that fact. The way we linked, they he linked up with um, Jorginho was great as well today. Because mm-hmm. as well, I think with with the opening goal, it'd be easy for Ruth to have an extra touch there or something and lose the chance. But he sees it, plays it. He seems quite good at that actually. Does Ruth? I know we've we were kind of a bit confused by him playing further forward than Pirro in the last game and it sort of makes a bit of sense when you see the way they can play together but when it, felt, it, work, it when it, almost... Michael, when it works, good. When it doesn't work, bad. Yeah. That's how that's... it... Let's be really reductive about it. I think that is it. <laughs> yeah. I thought Ruta... I know they gave they gave Ampadu man of the match, didn't they, on Sky? But I'd, I'd have given it to Ruta, I think, today. He was a menace. Every time he got the ball, it felt like they didn't quite know what to do with him. Ampadu just does loads of good stuff all the time, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He just... But he does it every week, so it's boring, you know. Mm. Um, it, let's Let's... Run through the goals then, because we're going a bit um, freestyle here, because these are obviously the moments that change the game. Um, yeah, we uh, we rode it out a little bit, I think, in those sort of first five or ten minutes. Then it was, was it the 15th minute when we went 1-0 um, up? Uh, scoring first as well, which is a, a rare thing, as Moscow mentioned before. 
Um, good move for the build up. Should we re rewind um, to the, the crowd say both selected? Yeah, indeed. To the uh, ailing, first of all, going over in the area, not handball. No, he headballed it. Well, it was it was unconventional, wasn't it? It was a bit of um, Gary Kelly. You remember when Gary of, Kelly used to do it? was a little the... bit of dance on the yeah. floor, wasn't it? Because he sort of yeah, headed on the floor, sort of stomached it for a bit, and then got it clear. Yeah, it still got kicked into his stomach as well, and he did well on both. Two, well, three counts really. One, the wherewithal to use his head. Two, um, not handballing it. Three, not obstructing it either. I don't know what you, mm. what gets given for obstru- obstruction anymore. I think given the way the referee was performing, he's probably he would have been itching to give an indirect free kick for in, uh, obstruction because he was playing very much. Sort of <laughs> do, you, do you ever roles. get indirect free kicks anymore? Well, I mean, we used to get free kicks for like American football star tackling off the ball, like. Blocks and stuff used to be fouls and that, but um, so we could have a, we could have all sorts. Of it's funny you mentioned uh, there. You're saying like 60s referee and Tom Dixon. Thank you, Tom, for your comment. Uh, says, "What are your thoughts on the 1970s referee?" So we've actually uh, jumped forward by a decade, decade there. after decade. But no yellow cards though. That's worth mentioning before we get back into the goals for a sec. I mean, Leonard really, really tried because every time Nonto played a one-two, he just grabbed hold of him. And he seemed to get away with it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, glad, Nonto, I'm actually glad there were no yellows, though. Nonto even also though got away with one. Yeah. Let's, be, let's be fair as well, because uh, he was the reverse of it, wasn't it? I think it was Leonard going past Nonto, and Nonto obviously went, well, this is fine to just... You can grab people, and, and it's not a booking. And I guess, consistency-wise, the ref did get it right. Yeah, I mean, he should have got one with due to totting up. But, like, fine, he didn't get one. It's fine, I don't mind. Now, the, in this game, I think the no bookings thing is a, a red herring. I don't know if it's because Chris Kavanagh is kind of a... He's a bit of a vague entity in the refereeing world because he's quite bad at it so that's why he's not allowed to do the Premier League games I'm like oh god see, see if you can cope with Millwall versus Leeds so he'll be after that game we go and see all the assessors be like look at that Millwall Leeds no bookings isn't that great but then they watch the video it's like okay like you didn't book anybody but also it appears to be a game of American football <laughs> rather than a game of soccer so that's not really what we're hoping for Chris if you could maybe like apply the rules at some point mm-hmm. so that they don't start playing rugby, that would be good as well. Oh, but there were no bookings. Okay, great. No bookings. Very good. Next week, Chesterfield away. How about the re- that? The return of the London Monarchs. Remember them? Yes. Well, in the next issue of the Square Ball, you can read all about Leeds Cougars. Mm-hmm. Who even more interesting than London Monarchs. Is that Saturday Night Out on Greek Street? Leeds Cougars? American football team. Yeah, I, I realised it was just a joke on the word Cougars. Oscar. Never mind. Foul in the build-up to the, uh, to the first goal? No. No? He, he anticipated that there was going to be one so went over anyway but Piro very clearly doesn't try to tackle him just moves out of the there way there might have been contact but if it's given the other way you'd be annoyed yeah but there's only contact because he's dangling his leg that way anticipating there'll be a and leg there for him to go over so he just sort of bumps into him and it, it was interesting over. to note that he didn't complain and didn't appeal at the time um, Nisbet but then he started getting in the ref's ear at half time when there seemed to be a sense of like annoyance in the crowd but at the time, he didn't even appeal for it. He just got on with it, didn't he? I mean, Rowett seemed... Every time it showed Rowett on the bench, he was chatting to the fourth official, moaning about something. Yeah. So it's good to get one over on him again as well. It feels like a nice little throwback to Bielsa's first year, getting one over on Rowett in yeah. fairly comprehensive fashion. Yes, the stars aligning, eh? The stars aligning. Um, but yeah, what a nice move that was as well. I love I love the way that Piro ran from... Piro, Piru? Uh, ran from deep and just carried on into the box and then just put it into the goal. Mm. I think we should do that more often. That was a nice moment. It's a very nice first touch as well. It's yeah. very assured. I trust him. Like I said before, it makes you feel safe, doesn't it? He does. It was nice to see this, again, we're leaping forward here. 
but I feel like it's been a while as well since we've seen Leeds players taken off looking so happy because he was, Piro was all happy and Ruta was all happy and it just looked like a jolly a jolly nice place did that bench I mean Ruta's smile that melted me did you like that Moscow Ruta looking so happy yeah and then when you go back to the goal as well what was nice to see that we haven't seen for a long time is attacking players knowing where each other is mm. and knowing how to get the ball to each other because if you remember the way we were playing last season where it was generally get the ball to the penalty spot and then just kind of kick it just kick it kick it around kick it here and there and <laughs> hope it kind of bobbles to somebody was about as much science as there was whereas um, yeah the it, it was a was it a third man run that Peru was doing and Ooh, then tactics um, yeah it was Nonto Nonto ran forward with the ball didn't he passed it into um, then it was Ruto well, played he, the final pass he could have just played it um, that's where it the players knowing what they're doing um, comes into play because Peru could have taken it in his stride at that point and instead he's it to Ruter and they all knew they all knew what they were doing it's great like it just feels these little steps along the way of recovery from the nonsense that we were going through now some attackers being like if I'm running here he'll pass it here and it's going to work wow it's, cause they're, it's just because they're not stressed anymore that's all yeah, that's happened they, they are playing with clarity you actually the thing is, it's true. I know you're joking. No, I'm and you're not, poking no, fun at Marsh, no, but it's true. No, no. The mm. reason, I think, the reason they can do that is because they're working on stuff. Well, yeah. actual tactics. Is that's that. what I would guess. Yeah. yeah. I think they've probably spent quite a lot of time at Thorpe Arch going, well, when it comes in here, if we break here, you move here, you move behind there, and it and it actually works. Um, uh, Brandon's just been on. Just got his comment on screen at the minute. Actually, just uh, pointing out that the west coast of the states is a four a.m. start for them for this game. I mean, like noon on a Sunday feels too early here. I think it was a 4am start for people in, in this country, wasn't it? Getting the um, yeah the buses, the buses stuff. to Millwall. Yeah. So um, and they've had a jolly nice time. And on yeah, the so what east are you coast, saying? <laughs> don't come <laughs> Not flouncing over from the west coast moaning. You know, you just get out. Don't of bed. know you're born. Get out of bed, turn your laptop on. Easy. What, what, so what time is it now on the west coast? Eight hours before I was. Uh, so they woke up at four, and now two hours later it's six. Six twenty-two. Yeah. So it's dawn in California. Like oh god. How terrible. Yeah. Imagine waking up on a Sunday morning in California. Whereas those elite fans are currently in a, a cage heading back to a train station, mm. which is always pleasant. At and, uh, yeah, a, 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 a nice, comfortable 7am start for the East Coast of America. But yeah, noon, they, noon feels uncivilised on a Sunday anyway. But. Although you don't, you don't mind it when you've won. It sounded like, it, it, it was in some ways, it was a very un-Leeds Millwally game, wasn't it? it sounded, if there were not any big tackles, I don't think. The atmosphere never really got going. There were a couple of attempts in that dreadful dirge of a long Millwall chant did we just, say it were, were Millwall a, a little bit soft and whingy today yeah they were really it felt like they were begging for a lot of stuff yeah. like marginal decisions and like I say Rowett just every time it showed him he was just moaning to the ref about something mm. yeah I think I highlighted on the Phil Hayes show they don't, it doesn't feel like maybe it's just that I didn't recognise anything in the team sheet but there is a lack of Millwall bastards in this team I feel like normally I've been able to look at a, a game with, with Millwall and go oh, I remember him doing something horrible to us before yeah. I looked at this today and I thought, oh, yeah, there weren't don't, the ones I don't who, think there's anything. There weren't the ones who've done anything horrible, but there's some long-serving uh, bastards in there. Jake Cooper now played like 300 games for yeah, them, but always there. And They should um, have had Jimmy Abdu on the bench or someone, I feel like, some sort of relic of them beating us in the past. There's always been someone like that hanging around still. Yeah, I think um, George Savile's always been there as well. He's like a long-term... Rogue, where they're concerned. <laughs> Rogue. Um, <laughs> it's always nice to see Biakowski, although he's not a um, particularly long-serving at Millwall. 
he was um, the goalkeeper for Ipswich when Pablo Hernandez scored directly from a mm. corner past him, which was uh, good. So he's pretty rubbish. So I was quite pleased to see him. So corners, you, corners today. I yeah. know we didn't score from any. Yeah. We looked but, dangerous. Like Somerville was really whipping him in. I don't get any yeah. got headed out of the near post. Tell me, tell me when that last happened, stats people. We had quite a few as well. We still had nine or ten. Expected it, first man. And it felt like they all beat the first man. Yeah, we've obviously still not scored directly from a corner since Matt Elliott. Um, but Matt, that, Matt Elliott. that will come. Yeah. Matt Heath. Matt Heath, sorry. Matt yeah, Elliott's the Leicester player. Yeah, my Matt's <laughs> mixed up. Yeah, it was Matt Heath against Colchester, wasn't it? It was the last mm. time we scored direct from a corner. But with the quality Somerville was putting on them, um, we should maybe we'll get one of those soon. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Some nice one or two nice little saves. Saves you'd expect Melier to make. Um, there were a couple of moments where you kind of drew breath on him with, like where, where he dropped the corner and palmed that one down. And there was also that one early doors as well when um, after seven minutes when Melier was, when it looked like the ball was going to go in and they then got ready to celebrate and it got cleared off the line. But that was a clear foul by Bradshaw, wasn't it, on, on Melier at that point, I thought. But um, overall, some good saves from uh, from Ilan. Yeah, the one in the first half where Matthias Click would have scored it is the best thing I can say about that that chance where he just got on the edge of the box, cut to the it was, I think it was Ailing who come out to meet him. I can't remember the Millwall player now, but he took a touch, then another touch to pull it further right and then tried to curl it in the corner, but hit it fairly centrally in the end. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I wrote I wrote down at half time um after Byram heavily involved. I like Byram's contribution today. There's, there's not a bad player among them, to be fair. Um Are you saying you hate Jamie Shackleton? No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, felt, I just felt I feel like he needed to mention because I felt I felt bad for him being dropped on a solid team sheet. But then again, you saw Byron's contribution today, and, and it made sense, didn't it? Like yeah, he, it was he good. seemed to just get up the pitch that bit more, and he and he inverted well, which I believe is something that the cool kids like to talk about. Did you like him inverting? Um, yes. What, what was the opposite of that? Um, extroverting. Okay, good. Uh, I believe um, we were yeah. going through the goals. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm just looking through the timeline of stuff I've written down, and I just put at half time. I just put an enjoyable first half. Which just felt like a, a rarity. Um, yeah, they came out of the blocks a little bit early doors in the second half. Then again, you could tell because there was that um, five minutes in. There was there was a save by Melly at the near post again, which you'd expect him to make. This was at about forty six minutes. But then after fifty one, there was the foot up chance, and you wonder if Rowett had told him maybe to go out there and get among it, mix it up a little bit, you know, that kind of jazz. Oh, with well, the foul. Well, he tried. 
he left his foot up on Melee and yeah. then barged him a little bit, bit of argy bargy and all that sort of stuff yeah and, and I want you wonder if he said if he told them to go out there and maybe try and harness the crowd that kind of thing but yeah. um Argy Bargy started by Ampadu, which I liked, yeah. and mm. calmed down by Melier. Melier was seemed to be more like, no, no, it's okay, let him kick me. Um, <laughs> C'est tranquille. Yeah, whereas both players standing up for each other, that's nice. Because that came to be, I know I'm putting everything as kind of contrasts to where we were, but um, it was striking at the end of last season when Nyonto kept getting into fights and people would just be walking away and leaving him to it and, um, and not doing anything about it whereas yeah if you're going to kick our goalkeeper here is going to come Ethan Ampadu I'd have given him a player of the match for that who was the co-commentator I know his voice I actually can't think who it was was it Andy Hinchcliffe Normally yeah it sounded it. a bit Hinchcliffe it was only mildly annoying so it wasn't Goodman yeah because there was the um, when, <laughs> mildly um, annoying when Melier the, the, I'm not even sure that that ball went in the net when Melier was fouled in the first half um, but that was nowhere near it was it he, yeah, the implication from Hinchcliffe, he was saying, well, Melier should have come out there, claimed the ball and cleared the attacker out. Like, I don't know what, I know, like, we'd not even got to the point where... He should have um, done full Schumacher on him. Yeah, we were just letting Kavanagh <laughs> um, referee by gridiron rules, but he's, the, he seems to want, instead <laughs> of mild contact on Melier, like Melier's got to be kicking knee, him in the face there. It's knee like, to the jaw. Yeah, every time put him in hospital. The expectations of modern goalkeeping seemed quite um, uh, confused in this match. Some of our stateside viewers are slightly confused by the fact that there are two commentators. Yeah, you get a commentator and a uh, and a commentator's friend. I believe is the official term. Is that not a thing? I, I think I think EFL sports. live streams. You must just get the one. Ah, it's all okay. a bit more budget, isn't it? It's a little bit more low. Oh, I see. They've been the international the, feed. The, the, the international feed that we got mentioned on as well, or rather the interview did that we did with Kinnear. Um, we were yeah, we're working through the goals, so. Um, Sobs, I think, do you agree, started to change the form of that game because it was kind of, it was not cagey. We were in control, I thought, in that second half without ever overstretching ourselves. But then they made a triple sub on 64. Then we made a double sub five minutes after that. Anthony and James came off for Nonton Somerville and it felt like that's the point at which the game opened up and we really got it won. Well, it felt a bit like they brought attacking players on without, which often happens and sometimes works in fairness but you bring attackers on without necessarily a real plan for how they're going to work you just go we'll put some more on and we'll try and get the ball forward more and see what happens and they were just rubbish yeah that's the no, like, nothing actually occurred after that they were only it? bringing on more Millwall players so it's kind of <laughs> how much effect how much impact <laughs> they were going to have and it did seem uh, to make it easier for us to just let them because that's how well, um, open the, do you think it opened the game up? well we're skipping a goal um, but the third one did come from whoever it was. I think it was one of their subs that kind of dribbling around and almost got tackled and allowed us to break. And then when he didn't, there was huge size of relief. A few, we got away with that one. And he tried going around Ailing. Nope. And then a great ball by Ailing to set uh, Dan James mm. free. So um, we seem to be, maybe we've learned from the Ipswich game and now this one. That's so. Here's another thing. When's the last time we scored seven goals in two away games? Uh, some time ago. I know we had the big. Uh, um, we scored three at Spurs, didn't we? But then either side of that was like two at Liverpool. Was all around that kind of time. But um, with the nil against Sheffield Wednesday, in between playing away seems to suit us. We are the ones who were able to sit back and soak up all the pressure not be broken down um, which given the back four is um, Rodon who had a headache Pascal Strauch who everybody says is rubbish 
Sam Byram, who is like a, a fragile ancient vase, and Luke Ayling, who is finished, with Melier, <laughs> who we should have sold, and like Darlow should be playing. Given that's the defence, um, two clean sheets on the trot, holding, I know they'd let in a load of goals here, switch, but starting to look um, like they can just absorb whatever the championships got to throw at us. Then the conversation gets into them not being, like none of them are good enough for the Premier League. But that's not really the problem at the moment. We seem pretty well set up to deal with um, what home teams can bring against us. And then the forward four, just great. And actually, Campadu and Gray in the middle. Got a pretty good team now. We're yeah. all right. And actually having people on the bench who you can bring on and I guess expect something from as well. It feels like that's been a while. And I know Dan James, we've talked about him loads. He's got his limitations, hasn't he? But just bringing someone on who's really bloody quick. When, yeah. when a team's pressing you and you can stick him as he was for the goals, you can just send him up the field to chase after stuff. Really useful. And I think it was a good decision, I thought, to bring on because Somerville was not getting a lot of joy. If I think with probably Somerville, Nanto and Ruta, they all still are acclimatising a bit to the championship and the level of, I suppose, the level of stuff you're allowed to get away with while defending. Because there, there were a few times where the they more or less stop and go, well, that's free kick. And you fully expect a ref to give it and it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Um, he, he was a nice little cameo from Dan James as much as we kind of mocked his, uh, his stumbling over the ball to assist that second one. Well, yeah. even that one, he'd helped make it happen in the build-up, hadn't he? Yeah. Driving into space and then putting it um, wide what? for... Who was it that crossed it? Was it Ailing? Was it... It was Ruta and then Ruta, yes. Ruta back to James. But that's, that when, right. that's when the... Um, yeah, the stumbling occurred. But it was James going through the middle, and then the last goal again was James being sent away. It's what we've always kind of wanted from Dan James is giving the ball on halfway line and some grass in front of him, and um, whether it's the most elegant uh, means of getting the ball in the net or not. If he has to fall over on the way, fine. But um, make two goals happen. Not going to complain about that. Exactly. I was going to say one of the big bugbears with Dan James was always his end product or his final decision or his final ball, but it was there today. No, so you absolutely can't complain, can you? Two, two deflected crosses. Brilliant. <laughs> no, Executed I, I, no, perfectly. I thought, no, I thought it was good. I, I do think as well this game showed that with a bit more space, we look a lot more dangerous because Sheffield Wednesday sat very deep, didn't they, for a lot of it? And I know mm. there were other problems with that. It wasn't all just them sitting deep. We, we did just struggle to break them down, but it felt like Ruter needed space to run into and when he got it today, it caused him problems. And then as they were pushing... Obviously, as they had to do because they were behind, it just created so much opportunity. For yeah, I was because I can't remember if it was the second or third goal where we watched the replay and I went, "Bloody hell, look at that space!" And there was just this big chasm in midfield mm-hmm. where we we picked it up and and ran with it. But um, yeah, second goal, bless Dan James, he just <laughs> falling over like that. All you need to do is tap it in, Dan. He, he got it to Piro, didn't he? And that's all that matters. And the point is, Piro was there to put it in, so um, can't fault the effort. Great bunch of lads. And then yeah, three nil, Ruter icing on the cake, eighty-one minutes. That was nice. A nice finish, though. He really took it really, really well. And I think, you know, as much as the celebration was nice, it was the getting subbed off and just his face. He was he was already sort of smirking, but then he kind of broke out into that big puppy grin that he's mm. got. I thought, oh, God bless that boy. <laughs> God bless him. So good. He's quite fun, isn't he? When he's when he's playing like this, and when he's it's weird when you if you see him giggling in a relegation battle you think for Christ's sake take it seriously whereas yeah. when you see him giggling when it's 3-0 you can go ah he's only a child look at him give, yeah. his, give his cheeks a pinch but uh, yeah and it was just nice to be able to do the dick swinging songs for example like uh, 3-0 in your cup final mm-hmm. things like that it's always fun um, it was quite nice to see I'd, I'd only noticed it towards the end but in the it's where the Millwall biggest idiots tend to hang out is in the, the corner by the away fans 
I think Ailing won a throwing down there and someone was just absolutely furious about it. We were like running over, yelling at him. And I yeah. thought, ah, good. Yeah. I think it was it was either two or three nil at that point, but the result was secure. And it was it was nice to see a little bit of that. Um, so we're getting comments through from uh, from Farquhar in the wake of this. He was, uh, I think we had an unbelievable heart somewhere in the comments. Obviously we haven't um, heard Super. or seen them yet. But he was he's well pleased. Um, Mugs, Mugs still available by the way. Yeah, we had to reorder them, didn't we? But he was saying, yeah, amazing team goals today. The first, you could put it into a book and sell it. Pretty proud of the performance of my lads. Uh, and warrior mentality from uh, from Joe Roden. Yeah, just just very, very happy. Um, he's proud, played there several times as a manager. It's an unbelievable tough place. As a club, we've waited more than a de- decade for three points. You have to be spot on. It's hard to disagree with that. Why is he saying unbelievable tough? The phrase... He's probably done both. It's unbelievable hard. And we've got mugs to sell and we can't start putting stickers over Mate, it. It's just it's just the remix. He's just doing the remix. Not interested in his remix. Farker out, as far as I'm concerned. Uh yeah, showed steel. Um you have to you have to give your life and keep your head in these games. I like that. That's a line for the ages, isn't it? Mm. Um but he's also saying um, Jed Spence possibly out for several weeks with lateral ligament damage. Not sure if surgery is required. Oh. But Cooper could be back midweek. Well, um, I suppose we've got We've got Shackleton, who we, we can now rely on as cover there, haven't we, as well? So. Yeah, as, I was going to, as cover. Um, Ailing playing like this is fine. Yeah. Oh, Ailing was fine today, yeah. yeah. This slightly... Um, he's got as well the other advantage. With I know like Spence would be an upgrade, certainly, because he's played at this level plenty of games and got promoted. Um, but what Ailing and I think Byram brought was a bit of maturity yeah. today as well. But Ailing, in his immaturity, is born of his maturity which is always the beautiful thing about Luke Ayling and Byram at times is just he can read when he's got to do something defensive and then he knows how to turn it into attack and I think he's quite a good partner for Wilf because um, he's sort of teaching him how to play yeah but I, know, still, I, know, I, know, I was talking about it last week about how little football like Nyon'o and some of them Rutter have mm. actually played so whereas Byram in between his horrible knee injuries has played loads we shouldn't be surprised because he is obviously the same human being who was here before but he just feels like he's never been away with Byram just the the kind of give and goes and I suppose just being basically quite good at football he's I mean he's more than quite he's absolute class at football <laughs> he's really good just what seeing him in being on the other side of the pitch because you remember when he came through and that will be when we last beat Millwall the Warnock I was, I was just looking up to yes. see played in that game um, and he was the player of the season and the young player of the season and the players player of the season from right back and right backs should not. I know the game has changed so that now Andy Robertson, whatever, and um, Kyle Walker and all those people are making being a right back more interesting. But in the Champo in 2012, in Neil Warnock's team, the right back should never have been the best player. But Byram just stood out that much. He just had that much um, quality. It wasn't even just about the rest of the team being absolutely terrible. <laughs> he was just brilliant. And injuries have meant what they've meant for his career but then yeah you just come back he just comes back goes on the pitch and he's, he is superb you can just tell he's a Premier League player he's just got that uh, little uh, chef's kiss touch of quality about it hasn't he well all in all a very a very nice day and um, we haven't had many of those over the last 12 months have we um, supporting our football club but um, I've had a nice time and that's all I ask for when it comes to Leeds really and alright it's tied to wins but we won today you are allowed to enjoy wins. I know. I am. I really enjoyed it. I'm, this is going to be one I'm going to go back and watch the rerun on Sky when I get home. Like all of it. Mm. Because it felt like an enjoyable thing to do. It would be, it'd be a nice thing to do. A nice way to spend my evening, I think, watching us win 3 0 at Millwall. Um, anything further to add then before we sign this one off? 
He didn't play in that game, didn't Byron? The lazy... What was he? Injured. Tom Lees did. I thought it was, uh, it's a wonder we managed to win. And also we had... Um, it looks like we had Paul Connolly on the bench, so we already had a quality right back in that squad. <laughs> we were well covered. But... Um... Yeah, I'm just looking, looking down my notes. Don't see anything else we need to cover off. We scored first. No yellow cards. We won again. 3-0. Um, everyone was dead good. A nice day out. Um, first sight, Jaden Anthony, just worth mentioning that mm. very briefly because I mentioned the subs that happened on 69 minutes, but um, what did you make of him? Bigger looked, than I imagined he'd be. Looked all right, didn't he? Looked all right, yeah. I think it's a weird, a bit of a weird day because the central midfield and all the defence and keeper just all played quite well. Like all, it felt like they all just did the job without being spectacular in any way. Just contained them and all got like 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. No complaints about any of them. It's weird. Uh, just to answer the question we were on about earlier about uh, a league brace, um, Joel Pirro is the first since November 2022, Rodrigo against Spurs. Ah, there we go. So the credit for that one goes to LUFC. Lost Dayton, that one though, didn't we? Did we? Felt like a win though, didn't it? I think at that point we were claiming stuff like that was wins. Has he come up with when we last scored seven in two consecutive away games? No, um, lazy. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to talk to you. Whilst, Byron being I'm, out trying, that game. I'm trying to talk to you while filtering the on-screen comments and also keeping an eye on what the uh, the manager's saying and the press is saying. A bit much for you. It is. Yeah. That, that always last, is. When we did beat Millwall that last time, do you know who they had up front? Steve Morrison. Quite a good. Um, quite a good duo. Was it Morrison and Smith? No, it was Harry Kane and Andy Keogh. <laughs> you kidding? There you go. Talking about Harry Kane. Bloody hell. Whatever happened to him, eh? Yeah, exactly. Well, um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You might just be starting it if you're uh, if you're on the west coast of the mm. United States. You might be going back to bed, but um, a good day's work. Go surfing. Mm-hmm. Celebratory surf. Um, so we're just saying more of this, please, and we'll be back with another match ball on Wednesday after the whole game, um, which will be uh, quite tiring, maybe unbelievable hard. Maybe so. Or unbelievable tough, mm-hmm. apparently. Um so yeah, thanks for joining us on this one, and we will see you soon. The Match Ball. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50-80% to less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.